You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to the program. It's hour one on this Tuesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. We've got a lot to talk about today. You can be part of the program in a variety of ways. Emails, tweets, dial us up, all the above, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at DP Show. Poll question, play of the day, stat of the day, all of that forthcoming. Say good morning to Peacock. That's our streaming service. You can download the app and actually watch this program all three hours. And we say good morning to our radio affiliates, iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio, and the other great radio affiliates uh, totaling nearly 400 cities around America. The NFL has fully embraced gambling. We all know that. And the league has earned an obscene amount of money because of that. But it comes with a downside. Because players, coaches, and owners can influence outcomes, and that leaves the NFL very vulnerable to games being fixed. The NFL doesn't want to deal with that. That became clear yesterday as the NFL suspended Falcons wide receiver Calvin Ridley for the entire season. He was found to have bet $1,500 on games this past season. Now, he had taken a break from playing in the NFL on Halloween, and we don't know why. He said he had to kind of get his uh, mental part of his life uh, back in, in order here. Still don't know exactly what happened when he stepped away from the game. And the NFL is already dealing with the Dolphins owner, Stephen Ross, allegedly offering his head coach at the time, Brian Flores, $100,000 to lose games. Is the penalty too severe? We can talk about that with Calvin Ridley. The NFL needs to set a precedent. Too much money at stake. It's all about integrity. And with the Stephen Ross allegations floating around, this could become a trend here. The suspension is going to cost Ridley $11 million in lost salary. He may have bet $1,500, but he lost $11 million. The NFL has to feel that maybe that's fair. No matter what the bet is, you placed a bet. As for Stephen Ross, he could have an even more expensive offseason if he's proven to be guilty there. Now, Calvin Ridley was suspended. He uh, had a multi-legged parlay bet. He had uh, involving three, five, and eight games that included the Falcons to win. And he did it on his mobile device, out of state. This is according to uh, Adam Schefter. And the, his name popped up. Now, he might have thought, I don't know, he's either naive, stupid, or just thought, hey, I can get away with this. But, you know, he put up $1,500. Not a lot of money for somebody who has $11 million coming to them. And he did it so anybody could see it. Like if he was going to bet, you really wanted to bet, you'd use a bookie or you'd use your friend. He would, you know, use his phone. You know, they, the NFL has, they, they've hired people who look for red flags. If any name comes up, any, any reference to any name, then they're going to flag that. That's what happened with Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley didn't try to hide it, but the NFL is all about integrity with the gambling aspect of their sport because you can say it's only $1,500. At what point do you say, well, it's not just $1,500? Like, what is the cutoff where you go, oh, boy, that's serious. Like, $50,000? $100,000? When do you say, oh, my God, is it based off how much you make? $1,500, he wasn't playing, didn't influence the games. Now, you could say, did he have information? I don't know. But this is what the NFL is worried about. 
And now you have an owner who allegedly offered his head coach $100,000 for every loss. I mean, that's an ongoing investigation. To me, that's where you lose your franchise. If Stephen Ross is guilty, he loses his franchise. Absolutely. Ridley's going to lose a season. As an owner, you're going to lose a franchise. But I know people looked at this, a lot of people on social media and said, well, you're being too tough on Calvin Ridley. It's, it's not, you know, how much you bet, it's that you bet. And that's what makes the NFL nervous. Because do I think Calvin Ridley's the only player who's betting? No. Do I think he's the only one who did it publicly? Perhaps. But you can't sit here and go, oh, he, he wasn't playing. It's only $1,500. That's not how the NFL approaches this. And Calvin Ridley, from what I was just told by a source, he can't appeal this. He has three days to appeal this. And uh, I don't know if the Players Association has heard from Calvin Ridley, but he does have the opportunity to appeal this. Yes, Eden. It's funny, like what you just mentioned, that Calvin Ridley is the only one who actually gambled the right way and is the one getting in trouble for it. Yeah. Like his mistake was doing it above board. Yeah. Like using the, like what, the only approved app in Florida for sports gambling and all of that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and, and he bet on his team to win. This goes back to when Pete Rose came on my radio show many years ago and said, hey, every time I bet, I bet on the Reds to win. Well, there were games when Pete didn't bet on the Reds to win. Well, that to me is just as big of an indicator here of something's up because Pete didn't bet on the Reds to win every night. But when he did bet on the Reds, according to Pete, it was to win. But the games that he didn't, there were certain pitchers, from what I'm told, he didn't trust. So, hey, I'm not going to bet on us to lose. I'm just not going to bet on us to win, which is sort of the same thing here. Yeah, Paulie. I think Calvin Ridley's uh, most questionable judgment is betting on the Falcons to win every week. <laughs> What's he thinking? Well, Pete was betting on the Reds to win, too. Fair point. Yeah. But, you know, we'll, we'll talk more about this, but trying to kind of – this came out of nowhere. And it's really rare when an NFL story comes out of nowhere because there was no sources close to, I'm hearing, rumor has it, nothing. Calvin Ridley took a break from the NFL on Halloween, and we still don't know if it had anything to do with this, but while he was out, he decided that he was going to bet on games. He said he couldn't even watch the games. He was going to bet on games. And it's going to cost him $11 million. Do we have a poll question related to this, Seton? We sure do, Dan. This was submitted by none other than Todd Fritz. Okay. Calvin Ridley's punishment was... Too harsh, too lenient, fair. Uh, I'm going to say it's fair because of... I, I guess I have to look at this from the NFL's angle. And, and if I'm a gambler and, and you know, the integrity here, uh, I want to know that they're really cracking down on this, that they really care about this, whether they can... Compl- they can Police this completely? I doubt that. But I think this is all about the perception. This is the optics of, hey, we're taking this seriously. Yeah, Seaton. That to me is kind of completely backfired then. 
Because say they don't punish Calvin Ridley too harshly. Say they say to him, hey, you're not allowed to do this. You're fined 10 grand, and then that's it. We'll mm-hmm. move on. Is anybody today talking about how most NFL players, if they do gamble, just do it through their friends so they don't get caught? If, if Calvin Ridley gets fined 10 grand and doesn't, and it's like, hey, don't do that anymore. Oh, okay. We're not talking about the NFL and gambling at all. There is no issue with players gambling. Yeah, but I, I don't think you could. What if they were too lenient here? What would the reaction be? Now, you're saying because it's too harsh, you know, we're reacting in a different way. But if it was too lenient where we'd go, you know what, give him two games, find him 10 grand. And, um, you know, he can never be on uh, a sports gambling app again. I think that we would look at it and say, well, yeah, he wasn't playing and it was only 1500 bucks, which really isn't that much money for him. And it was a one time thing. OK. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they can do that. And you and the fact that you have an owner here who right now is involved in an investigation? Did he, did he bribe his coach to lose games? Like that to me obviously is far more serious because it's, it's an owner doing that. You're throwing games here. I, I know it sounds too harsh, but I think given what the NFL has, there's billions and billions and billions of dollars here. And they're not going to go to the wall for Calvin Ridley here. Yes, yeah, but like right, but the no one's going to go to the wall for Calvin Ridley. But basically, the reaction was, how could he be so stupid? Everybody knows to not do it in your own name. Yeah, right. Yeah. Which ba- which really means that any NFL player who is gambling is doing it the right way. They they have access to all the same information Calvin Ridley has access to that people are worried about the fairness of it. They have access to know which kicker is going to be out that day or who's doing what. Yeah, uh, they're just doing it. Yeah, I mean, really, the message is. Don't be stupid. Don't get caught. But yes, does this go on? Yes. You go back to the 60s when Alex Karras and Paul Horning were suspended. And these were star players. They got suspended. Well, it was different back then. You were going through a bookie. Now, everything's above board, but you can get somebody to do your dirty work for you. And I think that was the surprising part. Maybe Calvin Ridley was just, hey, I'm bored. I got the app. Why not have a little bit of fun here? It's $1,500. No big deal. I agree it's no big deal. The NFL doesn't look at it as no big deal because they can't. This is something that the NFL, it, it, it lands on their desk. Now they have to deal with it. They have to deal with Stephen Ross. They have to Dan, deal with Daniel Snyder. They have to deal with John Gruden. All of these things. And people are trying to put, hey, Adrian Peterson only got this. Or Ray Rice only got this. There's sports crimes and real crimes. And that's what we're staying with is the sports crimes. Ray Rice, Adrian Peterson, we can go down the list. Those are crimes. This is a sports crime. Unless he is throwing games, then that's a crime. Not just a sports crime. Yeah, Paul. The NFL in 2018 updated their gambling policy. It's about four pages, but in the uh, paragraph seven, it's violations. Uh, violations of this policy kind of uh, detrimental to the league and will be subject to club or personnel uh, punishment. Such disciplinary action may include, without limitation, severe penalties up to including fine, termination of employment, suspension, or banishment for the NFL for life. There is no sliding scale. There's no number that the NFL puts on any gambling violation. They keep it as vague as possible to give them as much leeway to punish or not punish as they see fit. It is the opposite, the complete opposite of baseball's punishment. And I go back to Rick Neuheisel 
buddy of the show, summer of 2003, Washington and the NCAA learned that Neuheisel participated in March Madness pool. He first denied the accusation, later admitted to it. He actually won it, and uh, he refused to resign. Washington fired him. The NCAA found Neuheisel violated NCAA rules against gambling, but didn't sanction him because Washington issued an internal memo authorizing gambling in off-campus pools. (laughs) So Neuheisel sued the NCAA and the University of Washington concerning the termination of his employment, and then he won $4.5 million, returned to take over the UCLA job four years later. Now, here's Neuheisel putting in $20, I think. He's making $3 million a year. He's probably not thinking anything. Like, this isn't a big deal. And then he won. And then the university found out about it. He denied. And then they said, if you don't resign, we're going to fire you. And then he sued the NCAA and the University of Washington and won $4.5 million. But, you know, sometimes the, the punishment doesn't fit the crime in our minds. But I have to look at this from the NFL's lens. And that is... We can't have anybody question anything to do with gambling. And this is a guy that you're not going. Now, you could say, well, what what if this was a marquee quarterback? Yeah. Uh, You know, would the NFL suspend a market like Patrick Mahomes or Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson? I don't know. I just know that Calvin Ridley did this and he got suspended for a year. Does it feel like it's heavy handed? It does. But at what point do you say, well, he bet 50000 or 100000 Then you go, oh, okay. So it's only 1500 To the NFL, it's not the only. It's that he did it. Yeah, Paul. In MLB, they uh, ban you for life. In the NBA, they ask you to play baseball for a year. Wow. That's a sh- <laughs> Where did that come from? I just seen if you got it. Oh, no, I got it. <laughs> That's, you're talking about your guy in Chicago. Walter Payne? Well, yeah, right. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come up with uh, our uh, poll question here. We got stat of the day, play of the day, phone calls coming up as well. Back after this, Dan Patrick Show. If COVID wasn't bad enough, now we need to be on the lookout for fake, unregulated pop-up COVID testing sites. Identity thieves have been using them. Harvest personal information without any intent of providing COVID test results. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives every day. We put so much information at risk on the Internet. In an instant, a cyber criminal could steal what's yours and sometimes even harm your finances, your credit, your reputation. That's why it's a good thing there's LifeLock, helping detect a wide range of identity threats like your social security number for sale on the dark web. And you will have an access. You have access to a dedicated restoration specialist if you become a victim. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can help protect what's yours. LifeLock by Norton. Join now, save up to twenty five percent off your first year. Make sure you use the promo code Patrick one eight hundred LifeLock. Go to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code Patrick for twenty five percent off. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. This program brought to you by our great friends at ButcherBox. 
Make meal prep easy. ButcherBox ships a curated selection of high-quality meats right to your home every month. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com slash Patrick. Get two pounds of ground beef free in every order and a $10 coupon. All right, Seton, what's the poll question we're going to go with? We're going to go with the punishment on Calvin Ridley being too harsh, okay. too lenient, or fair. See, I don't know if I have, I can pick one answer here, because do I think it's too harsh? Yes, but from the NFL's standpoint, it's not too harsh. You have to set a precedent here. Even though he's not playing, he's, he's on a nondescript team, nobody cares about Calvin Ridley, even though he's been a good receiver, he wasn't even playing at the time. I understand all of these things. It's just the NFL has to set this precedent. Yes, Eden. Right now, the voting is split between too harsh and fair. Uh, only 7% of the audience thinks it's too lenient. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not too lenient. That's kind of an extreme take. The Like, he should be banned for life. You know, if we look at the lifetime ban group fraternity, then you might look at this and go, is this as egregious as Shoeless Joe Jackson or Pete Rose? And the answer, no, it's not. I mean, Pete was betting with a bookie. If Pete was playing now, managing now, he'd have a, probably a, a sports app that he'd be betting with or having somebody bet for him. Gamblers are going to find a way to gamble. If, if you want to gamble, you're going to find a way. That, and, and organized gambling is the one who finds out when there is something that's nefarious. You know, Vegas is really good at policing their sports. College basketball, when you have a, you know, a game that's fixed or games that are fixed, you're going to find something and then you go, well, that's abnormal. This is when Vegas will flag this. And, you know, these gambling sites, they need to have that. You have to, and the NFL hiring somebody, a company that was looking into, that looks into this. That's their job. Yes, yeah, Eden. Are you going to be able to gamble on when Calvin Ridley will be reinstated? Wow. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Is that like a prop bet? I There might be a prop bet. I, we'd have to check with Vegas, <laughs> see if they'd have that. DraftKings have a prop bet on Calvin Ridley reinstated. Now, he has to file for reinstatement in a year. It's, it's not one of those you're suspended for the year, you get to come back. It's He, gets, he has to file for reinstatement. And uh, I don't think the NFL Player Association has gotten involved in this yet, but... There is a case for Calvin Ridley for appeal, and he has three, three days to do so. Uh, Fritzy has a limerick, and it has to do with Calvin Ridley. I do. Okay. A season ban, have you heard? A fair punishment for Ridley or absurd? Shield protecting integrity of the game for this Falcon. It's a shame. But is Calvin that dirty a bird? Okay. All right. And there you go. I wonder if that made his day worse or better. Calvin's? <laughs> like if he's listening right now, it's like, oh, that was light uh, uh, comedy. We did reach out to Calvin Ridley, see if he wanted to come on. And the commissioner, of course. But that's a, that's a standing invitation. We got a better chance at Calvin Ridley than we do with the commissioner there. All right. Uh, we'll get to your phone calls coming up. Doug in North Carolina. Hi, Doug. What's on your mind today? Well, Dan, I don't know if you're uh, if you like the ponies or not, but my understanding is, if you are a trainer of a horse, you are barred from from betting against your own horse, and if you are a jockey, you are barred 
from betting against a race that you're riding and whether it's for your horse or not. And I think, uh, or, or another horse in that race. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what the NFL and these other sports have to do going forward, where you say, listen, if Calvin Ridley wants to get, bet against the Patriots versus the Lions, go ahead. But you can't bet on a game that your team is playing in. Yeah, but let's say Calvin Ridley has a former teammate who plays for one of those teams who gives him information. So now that, that's what the NFL is worried about. That, that's why they reveal these injury reports. They don't want somebody to have information that is valuable that could affect the outcome of a game. And then gamblers get that information. That's why they tell you about these injuries. But, you know, should you be able to bet on yourself? A boxer can bet on himself. We've, we've seen where boxers are there in their robes after they, you know, knock somebody out and they go up to the teller and like, uh, yeah, I'd like to cash in these chips. Yeah, you look like the guy who was in the ring. Yeah, that's me. Bet on myself. Floyd Mayweather bets on himself. I think Conor McGregor bet on himself. Yes, he Do we know for sure if Calvin Ridley was betting for the Falcons or against the Jaguars? Um... And do we also know how he did on the other the legs of that parlay? I don't know if he lost $1,500. He bet $1,500. I don't know. But I don't know if he was actually betting on the Falcons or he was actually betting against the team the Falcons were playing. Which betting against the Jaguars is not the worst thing <laughs> in the world to do. <laughs> yes, Paul. It's unclear. On the NFL's website, it says Mike Garofalo reported that Ridley used his personal phone to place parlay bets reported that Ridley's wagers did, in fact, involve the Falcons per source with the investigation. It's unclear what direction. But most people, other reports yesterday said he bet on the Falcons to win in every case. What if he bet but didn't bet on anything to do with the Falcons? Not on the team at the time. Like, I don't know where the NFL went, okay, we're going to suspend him for a year. Was it just he bet? He's betting on a, uh, a legal app, and he put his name out there. He's not playing. Like, I'm just trying to figure out what his case is when they present this to the NFL. And then can you, can you get this softened in any way? That's what I'd be curious about. Yeah, Paul. What, do you bet, what if you bet on the under for Falcons wins next year, knowing he was going to be suspended by getting <laughs> the bet in, and then he would win the bet? <sighs> Jeff in Detroit joins us. Hi, Jeff. What's on your mind? What up, though? One time for chat row. Listen, Dan, it's kind of funny that you were talking about this subject. It brought back some memories that I would like to share with you. When I was younger, about Calvin Ridley and him cheating in reference to the NFL, I think the uh, penalty was exactly what it needed to be. When I was in middle school, you had the assemblies. I go to the assembly. In there cracking jokes. The principal makes me get up on stage because I'm so funny. Let, it, let us hear some jokes, Mr. Law. So I look at the principal, and I'm getting ready to tell her your mama joke. I say your mama, and everybody starts laughing. The principal thought I said his mama. I get kicked out of school. My daddy beat my butt, but they made an example out of me. And that's exactly what the NFL is doing to this guy because it's too much money, man. They just, hey, look, they got to put him up and say, this is what'll happen. Now you wonder what'll happen to the next guy that tries it. And shout out to Marvin, you made DP show, man. When you're in the intro with Bob, when you get dogged out, when the fellas rag on you for small hands, you made it. McLovin has his glasses, Seton has his laugh, Paulie snarkiness, and I mean, pick one with Fritzy. So you're in the club <laughs> now, brother. You guys have a good one. All right. Thank you, Jeff. Jeff getting up in front of the assembly. Your mama. 
I love this audience. I, I don't know how we got from Calvin Ridley to your mama, but we did. And it didn't take long to get there. Uh, let's see. Andrew in Washington. Hi, Andrew. Good morning. What's on your mind? Hey, good morning, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Yep. Just real quick, I saw on your live look-in that you had the Chattanooga buzzer beater in the SoCo conference. Yeah. Uh, David John Batiste that hit that shot. He actually went in the transfer portal, came back to Chattanooga to play. He's been in the, the, the conference longer than eight of the head coaches in that conference. <laughs> and he started the game 0 for 8, and he still drained that shot. So uh, just a little background, because that's March Madness. That's what we love. Yeah. I do have a uh, uh, NBA stab of the day, if I could have some music. All right, Marv. With his 18th triple-double of the season last night, Nikola Jokic ties his own record of most triple-doubles in a season by a Denver Nugget. The Joker owns six of the top ten most triple-doubles in a season for the Nugget. The Nugget player that owns the other four seasons with the most triple-doubles, Fat Lever. Lafayette, Fat Lever. Very underrated player. He was. He was a triple-double machine, too. Uh, I was watching some NBA last night. Uh, you know, the 76ers, everything looks great. Uh, Embiid, who's going to be the MVP, had 43-14. and 14. James Harden is doing... I, I can't help but watch James Harden and go, where was this in Brooklyn? Where was this in Houston the last year? And it just feels like he's so good that I think he can pick and choose when he wants to be great because I got that feeling. And maybe he was injured with the Nets at the end of his stay in Brooklyn. He didn't want to be there. And that's not what he signed up for. He's, he, uh, he wanted to go to the 76ers and couldn't go there and ends up with the Nets. And then you got the Kyrie situation. KD, KD's been injured. And I think he probably looked around and went, I, this isn't any fun. I don't want to do this. Just like Houston where he ran everybody off and then looked around and went, this isn't any fun, and then got out. But when he played, I mean, he's fascinating. He's one of the great scorers of all time. But he's also one of the great passers that I've seen. I mean, he, he got, oh, by the way, you know, 16 and 14 assists. And, and if he's able to continue to do that, then, okay, then we got something to talk about. Uh, the Joker, second straight triple-double as uh, the Nuggets beat the Warriors. LeBron sat out last night's game. If anybody deserves to sit out a game, it, it, and, and there should be no criticism with LeBron. You deserve, you've got a sore knee, you sit out, I'm okay with that. But really, the, the situation that is interesting to watch, and it bothers me, as I've said about Russell Westbrook, there's a reason why he's been on four teams in four years. Um, he's, he's not a player that I, I'm, I'm not going to win with him. I can entertain with him. I think he's trying so hard, and he's going to be the scapegoat. And it's not just on him. Did they make a mistake bringing him in? Yes, they did. But it doesn't mean they doesn't try. James Harden quit. He's quit on teams. Ben Simmons stopped playing. Russell Westbrook at least is trying. Now, you can say, 
not trying well, but he's trying hard. And he does care. It's just, I think he's got so many bad habits now. There's no structure to him. It's just he'll come down and try to, you know, knife through three people and, you know, throw the ball out of bounds. But he had this to say after the game. I think, for one, you know, I I 100% stand behind my wife and how she's feeling because um, it's not just about this year. Right now, she's reached a point and my family has reached a point to where it's really weighing on them. Um, And it's very unfortunate just for me personally because this is just a game. This is just a game. This is not end-all, be-all. And when it comes to basketball, I don't mind the criticism of missing and making shots, but the moment it becomes where you, sh- you know, my name is getting shamed, um, it becomes a, a, a issue. But this is what athletes have to weigh. Do I acknowledge that you're getting to me or my family, that it bothers me? Because a couple of weeks ago, Russell Westbrook was asked about this, and he said, hey, I don't take it home with me. Like, you take it home with you. I don't. And then his wife has come out on social media, uh, some people in the business labeling him Westbrook. And look, he hasn't played well, but it almost feels like it, it's a personal attack here that there are a lot of guys who don't play well, a lot of guys who are making a lot of money who don't play well, but this feels like a personal attack on Russell Westbrook. He's going to be the scapegoat. He's not going to be there next year, but and this was supposed to be a L.A. homecoming for him. LeBron and A.D. signed off on him. It didn't work. But watch him play. I mean, he, he, it's not like he pouts. He, he, he plays hard. And I respect that. He doesn't play well, and you can criticize that. But I can be critical in a way of just observing the game and being critical, not making it personal. It's not like he goes out there and goes, uh, I'm going to throw up bricks. He's, he actually is trying to make these shots. He's flawed. He's always been flawed as a jump shooter. But the Lakers brought him in. If you thought he was going to be something different, it's on the Lakers. But hecklers aren't helping by what they're saying, how they're saying it. But I, I, I am bothered by it. I, I really am. When I, I, I don't feel sad for him, but I, I feel sad for his wife, kids, that they have to deal with this. Now you can say, well, he's making $40 million. Yes, you, absolutely. But I think when she says something like that, that's when it was really revealing. Because he can go out there and play, and he can say it doesn't bother me. His wife, it's different. And for four kids... They don't want to go to the games now. Like it, it's a, it feels personal, and I was I was bothered by that. John in Iowa. Hey, John. Hey, John. Hey, hey. I love the show, Mr. Patrick. Listen to it every day. Well, thank you, hey, John. My- my question is, uh, and I guess not really a question, but what about the coach? What about the Lakers coach? Everything falls on Westbrook. LeBron can only do so much. Anthony Davis has been hurt, I mean, on a constant basis. I mean, are, are they utilizing Westbrook the way he's supposed to? I mean, nobody 
I mean, I see the coach every time they lose. He's got a big grin on his face. He's smiling. Like, I mean, what about the coach? Fire the coach. I mean, sit the coach. A lot of responsibility has got to go on the coach. And then number two, uh, I'm thinking – I want to know your take on – I'm a huge Denver Broncos fan, and I'm just waiting until Rodgers gets his, gets his head right. <laughs> uh, well, maybe it's today. Take? Thank you, John. I've said all along I thought that that's where he was going to end up. Thought they were gearing up to get him. When they traded Von Miller, I, I thought that, that that's what was going to happen. And, and we'll talk about this. The Packers made Rodgers uh, reportedly a monster offer. And I don't know who leaked this. Because my gut feeling is the Packers did. Because this might be, hey, we did everything we could possibly do to keep him if he happens to leave. That was the only reason why I thought, okay, that information got out. Are you going to franchise tag Devontae Adams? That helps. Because then, all right, we got Rodgers locked up. He still has Devontae Adams. But that information getting out, and I thought, if I'm the Packers, I'm playing the long game with my fans. We did everything that we could possibly do. We, we brought in his old quarterback's coach, Tom Clements. We did everything that we could possibly do. Everything. And it wasn't enough, but we tried. That's what it felt like. But if you're going to pay Rodgers, whatever it is, $50 million, $55 million, like, I don't know. But, you know, you, you got to help hire Joe Rogan as the team doctor, you know, like, like whatever works, whatever it takes. All right. Like, we'll do it. New yeah. trainer, the new team trainer. Yeah. McAfee is GM. Yeah, like, I, you know, AJ Hawk, you know, bring him in, like whatever it takes. What was that little wide receiver they cut and they was really upset about it? It doesn't longer play anymore. Jorgensen, Jorgensen, something. Remember last year he was upset? Uh, yeah, that dude, like the third, like fourth. Oh, yeah. Wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody told him and he got cut. Yeah. All right. Our play of the day coming up next here, Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Mike check. Mike check. Check. Do you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game? What's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. And let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one-on-one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real. And when I say real, I mean that real. I got legendary Hall of Famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things hoops culture that you will not find anywhere else. So make your next move your best move and tap in with me on KJ Live wherever you get your podcast from. Oh my God. The play play of the day. Check this out. Bothwell drives all the way and his layup is good. With 4.3 seconds left, David Jean Baptiste drives, goes up, three pointer on the way. He hit it! David Jean Baptiste, three at the buzzer. Bucks win it! Oh, that's a March voice. That's great. The Mox, Chattanooga. 
They move on. They were three for 21 from three-point range during regulation, but made four of uh, three or four of attempt, uh, those attempts in overtime. That's courtesy of Learfield IMG College. That's your play of the day. Fritzy, I thought we would have some mock headlines with the mocks. Man. Mm. Sorry. The ball again. Yeah, a little too late now. Play of the day brought to you by the hottest rookies, biggest superstars, the old-time greats, only one place to collect them all, Panini Trading Cards, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Instant classic autograph cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts, and more. Start or continue your collection now at PaniniAmerica.net. All right, we ready for the Aaron Rodgers bet? Show bet here on where we think Aaron Rodgers is going to end up. Yes, Paul. Yeah, we're thinking you have to declare this today in case it happens, you know, tomorrow, the next day, whatever, whatever. So it's not like a draft. Anybody could pick anybody. But here are the choices as of right now. Aaron Rodgers' future is Packers, Titans, Broncos, Steelers, another team that you pick, hmm. or retirement. Are there any other choices? Mm, no. I think that's it, right? Either play or you retire. If you play, Packers, Titans, Broncos, Steelers. I don't think there's a mystery team in here. You know, the Packers keep saying they haven't heard from anybody. I cannot believe that they haven't heard from anybody. I find that highly doubtful. Because Washington has reached out to every team to talk about, hey, are you interested in keep? They probably called Kansas City. Are you happy with Mahomes? Just want to want to make sure you're happy. You are. Okay. All right. They're doing their due diligence there. They're probably reaching out to USL, uh, USFL teams right now. You happy with your quarterback right now? All right. Todd, Aaron Rodgers' future will be where? Only because I just want to see it happen. I'm going to say Denver Broncos. Do you believe it? Would you take a pie to the face? I unfortunately can see him staying with Green Bay before any of those teams, but uh, I'm going to go with the Broncos, and uh, I don't feel strong enough for a pie in the face. I know you're encouraging me to say yes to that, but I want him to be a Bronco. I'm having a tough time picturing that happening. That clears that up. <laughs> well, no, I ask you where you think his future is going to be. Uh, there's a difference between where you think he's going to go and no, that's take a the pie question. In the face. I, if I, you're a betting man, if, Calvin if I was Ridley, a betting man, Aaron Rodgers will be wearing the orange and blue in Mile High. Wait, you just said. <laughs> you said you don't believe that. I, I'm trying to believe that he will. I'm having a tough time <laughs> believing he will, but I want him to go there. And, and that, so because I want him to go there, I'm putting it out in the universe because I want him to go there that he is going to go there, if that makes sense. Oh, my God. Yes, Todd, or Paul. Is Todd wearing a zip-up sweatshirt with no, no T-shirt underneath? I, I just want to double-check. That is true. I just caught that out of my I bad don't eye. Want it, I don't care. I saw I, a billow of chest hair. I don't care. Okay. You notice those things. I there don't. is no T-shirt under this. Yes. That is confirmed. You don't need two sources. Seton, let me let me ask you. Aaron Rodgers' future is uh, well. I think he's going to stay with the Packers. Okay, um, but I did find it funny yesterday that when the Steelers started getting floated around, where they, you know, or maybe two days ago, yeah. that hit that their team came up. A lot of Steeler fans were like, "No thanks, what? We're good. You're, Don't want them. You're fine with Mason Rudolph? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nah, that's all right. We're good. Don't want them. Wow." Careful what you ask for. Okay. I love that. That's right. bold. Uh, Marvin, Aaron Rodgers' future? Packers. Okay. Paulie? The Broncos seems like a long history. I'm going to go with the Broncos. They should give up everything and do it. They're middling, and they're ready to go. 
I guess just sort of what is being said and not said, it feels like there might be more to the Aaron Rodgers is leaving Green Bay. I still think he's crazy to leave Green Bay, given everything. Uh, but I've, I've been on the Broncos bandwagon here for a few months now, and I'll stay with the Broncos here. Nobody had retirement. Nobody had the Titans or any other team. And we don't know what Fritzy had. I'm going to say Broncos. Okay. I do agree with what Mike Tannenbaum said. No, no, no. I, I don't. I, no, you're going to make it no, even I more confusing. The no, he's the longer it takes for him to make the decision, the less likely he stays in Green Bay. I, I can uh, buy into that. That he, if he was going to stay with the Packers, he would have already agreed to that. Zip up your sweatshirt. Is it too long? Yeah, there's cleavage, and uh, just it's hard. To, it's distracting here. Very distracting. I apologize. For okay. That. Thank you. <laughs> Remember when Robin Williams had all that chest hair? <laughs> it, it, it looked like the ivy at Wrigley. You know, it was like, oh my God, it's going to choke him. Yes. He, that is the only time Fritzy's ever been compared to Robin Williams. Yeah. Wow. 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 That's a comedy yeah. shot. Yes. Yeah. That one. Yes. He, Dang. I was going to suggest a new poll question chest hair, hot knot. Oh. Interesting. Let's just put it out there. Has it ever made a comeback? Because in the 70s, it was big. And then Hasselhoff, he ro- rolled with it for a while. Remember. Um, what was the guy? Magnum P.I. Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck was working it. He had a lot of chest hair. Well, then guys started waxing their chest, which I, there's no way. Maybe wax my back, but not my chest. I, I would be like Steve Carell, the 40-year-old virgin. Uh, Paulie probably has the least. Ch- no, Seton probably has the least chest hair. Yeah, yeah. There's not, there's not a lot going on there. Yeah. And I think Paulie shaved his when he had to do his, uh, you wore Michael Phelps outfit? No, I, I actually shaved it when we did the, um, they shaved it when we did the painted thing where we had to wear body paint. Oh. When I wear the army, army body paint, the woman in back shaved my chest hair. It took her 14 seconds. Oh, all right. Uh, yes, he Right now, early results on the Twitter poll, <laughs> chest hair, hot or not. 66% say hot. <laughs> That'll be up for an hour. <laughs> have your voice heard. But it might depend how much, yeah. though, yeah. I would think. Like a little bit, tufts of it, or like you could get lost in the, in the weeds there. You probably got to be more specific. Thank you, Todd. You're welcome. Uh, Jay in Nevada. Hey, Jay, what's on your mind? Hey, good morning, Dan. Hey, Jay. Got a little, uh, little limerick here. Okay. Calvin. Okay. You ready? Yep. Okay, here we go. Calvin, Calvin, what were you thinking? Betting on football and your career was already sinking. You did all this just to win a buck? All I can say is, FYI, the Falcons suck. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Jay. Sound like he had his kids there with him as he's uh, delivering his limerick. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. Our good buddy Ross Tucker will join us coming up next hour. And uh, final hour of the show, Nick Wright is going to join us on loan on Fox's First Things First. All of that coming up. Maybe we find out Aaron Rodgers' future today. Maybe he waits until he's on with McAfee later on today. Packers going to franchise tag Devontae Adams today. What's that mean? Aaron Rodgers' future? All right. We'll have uh, updates on our poll results. One hour in the books. Two more to go. Dan Patrick Show. 
One more item as we close out hour one, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation I've been talking to you about broke ground in its uh, do-good village in Land Lakes, Florida, first of its kind, a community of 110 homes for the foundation's program recipients, so together families can heal. It's a special place where families know their neighbors, the neighbors understand the community where children of our nation's fallen or catastrophically injured heroes can grow and experience life, and they do that together. The Foundation's Do Good Village is going to help these families beyond measure. And it's all thanks to an extraordinary donation of many acres of land and your generosity. You can help help America's greatest heroes and their families heal together. Make the Do Good Village the first of many communities like it. With every mortgage-free home, the Foundation makes good on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices of our heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. Letter T, number two, letter T.org. Thank you.